Are you looking for more excitement than you can find on the comic book shelves? Then head over to HoundComics.com. At Hound Comics, you can choose from comic titles like Average Joe, The Revival, and Brimstone and the Border Hounds. Featuring and created by celebrity founder and CEO, Brimstone. And don't forget to head over to the official Hound store where you can buy comics for adults and kids alike. Also at the Hound store, you can get barbecue sauce with titles like Awesome Sauce and Cherry Bomb. And seasonings like Your Bacon Me Crazy and Dust from Hell. So if you're looking for some comics that are finger licking good, head over to HoundComics.com. Well, hello out there, everybody. This is Winnie the Pooh and Tigger, too, and uh, also some guy named Jim Cummings. You're not going to believe this, but you are listening to the Canned Air Podcast. Good job. Keep it up. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Candera, a tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. Hi, I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jeff Dill. Jeff Dill? Did you say Dill? Dalton. You bit your tongue? <laughs> what is your real last name? The Holcomb. <laughs> Holcomb. <laughs> He's not even eating anything. Yeah. We've got a very special episode for you today. Another voice actor joins us today. The voice of Darkwing Duck, Tigger, and Winnie the Pooh, just to name a few. Voice actor Jim Cummings is joining us today. It's awesome to talk with him. Yes. It's, again, a dream come true. Mm -hmm. Having these people on is, is <laughs> beyond amazing. Uh, but before we cut over to that interview really quick, uh, we wanted to make mention of something. Uh, as many of you probably already know, Yvonne Craig, Batgirl, passed away last week. I think it was a week ago today. Yep. Um, at the age of 78, I believe it was, of breast cancer. And uh, I didn't have any idea no. she even had breast cancer. We were fortunate enough to have her on the show last December and talk with her for a while. And I really think it was probably one of the best interviews we've ever done. It was I think so, too, so yeah. much fun. Um, it was very sad to get that news, though, I think, for all of us. Um, not that we knew her on any personal level, but the, uh, the time that we did get to talk with her was amazing. So I do invite all of you to... Go listen to episode 58. You can fast forward for, through the beginning part. I think Yvonne's interview starts about halfway through, somewhere right, in there. So, yeah. And uh, just listen to it and celebrate her life because she was an amazing person. So we send our thoughts out to uh, her family and friends uh, for your huge loss. We're so sorry. And um, rest in peace, Yvonne. You will be missed. All right. Without further ado, let's just cut right over to our interview with Jim Cummings. <laughs> Our guest today is a voice actor whose work is nothing short of legendary. For over 30 years, he's provided hundreds of voices for promos and cartoons and uh, television and film alike, though he's probably best known for voicing Darkwing Duck, Tigger, and Winnie the Pooh. Ladies and gentlemen, we give you Jim Cummings. Thanks so much for being with us today, Jim. Oh, and the crowd went mild. <laughs> <laughs> good morning, good morning, good morning. How are we? Oh, we're doing One good. That's a bit earlier, though, where you're at. Yeah, well, no, it's not bad. No, it's... It's around nine something. Nine oh two. Okay, so oh, we didn't. Well, yeah, I've been up for hours. <laughs> no rest was... for the wicked, etc. <laughs> I was worried we got you out of bed. 
Nah, not a problem. Now we're uh, we're over here in Ohio, and you actually come from Ohio, Youngstown, yeah. actually. Yes, I was born and raised in Youngstown, Ohio. Jack Doherty here comes from the same place. Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. I think about all that's good. I think I knew some Dohertys. Yeah, well, you know, there's we uh, there are certain names that you always know are from back east. Yeah. Like you know, Petruniak, Hudak, Doherty. You know, Annunziato, you know, different names, you know. <laughs> Every, uh, California, hello, Chad. You know, it's different. <laughs> different. You, know. you didn't go to South High School, did you? No, I went to Ursuline, but I played at the South High School prom once. <laughs> oh, hey, there you go. Yeah. Might have ran into a, my dad at some point. <laughs> I was a fantastic Perel. Very cool. In, in high school. Yes, indeed. I, w- I was the white kid. <laughs> <laughs> Now, from a young age, you've been uh, practicing your voice acting, right? Well, yeah. I, I don't even know if I was practicing so much as just doing it without, you know, being aware of it or planning it. It was just, uh, it was just, um, you know, I was always the kid that got kicked out of class. I always say, you know, I maybe I ended up learning more in the hall than uh, <laughs> than I did in the classroom because, you know, I'd be doing the dolphin noise in the back of the room. Well, we don't have dolphins here at St. Columba, Mr. Cummings. So, um, <laughs> so they, well, they haven't had them there in a long time anyway. But, uh, but you know, it was one of those things. And then I just kind of turned monkey hour into a career. And, you know, now 30-some years later, here I am. I get to hang out with you guys. That's amazing. And, I mean, your story. The part about the you guys or the, no, I'm just kidding. No, both, <laughs> both stories. The fact how you uh, got into the field and one that you're even sitting here talking to us. Again, thank you. But, oh, my uh, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I read online the way you got into the business was you were uh, in Anaheim managing a video store. I think mm-hmm. your sister owned and you sure. just gave your demo tape to someone who'd been coming in like an agent or a producer. Yeah, it was a, a fellow, Sal Romeo, he'd uh, come in and, um, you know, I knew he was in the business. He had just, uh, uh, gosh, he just released a uh, sort of a low, low budget uh, sci-fi film, horror film. And so I thought, wow, he's, he's in, he knows, he's plugged in, he knows everyone. Right. And uh, and he knew like three people, which was enough apparently. <laughs> and uh, he was very gracious and said, uh, well, here, let me send this take to my friend uh, Don Bluth, and who was, of course, a great animator. And uh, at the time, he Don Bluth in, in his studio, they were not doing anything uh, outside of uh, – Back in the oh gosh, I guess '84, they they were working on these uh, laser games, uh, space. I, I, I want to say space layer or some something. And I do remember the game, but uh, he said I'm not doing anything but that right now. But I'll hold on to it because you know you know it's not like you suck. You not you know you don't suck. I'll, I'll hold on to your tape. And I thought well that's good. <laughs> you know don't call me and I won't call you and bye. But he actually did it, and a couple of weeks later, Frank Brandt, the guy who gave me my first job, uh, he and Caroline Hay, they had a company called Left Coast Productions, and they were gearing up to do a show for, uh, apparently, <laughs> somebody was in the middle of inventing cable television. <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to think of the name. I think it was Disney Channel. Apparently, they've done well since then. Disney Channel, I don't yeah. know if you've ever heard of them. But they were <laughs> they were looking for programming, and... <laughs> He was getting ready to do Dumbo Circus. He had just done Welcome to Pooh Corner, which was not animated. It was it was before my time, and uh, it was the the people that were in costumes in the animatronic heads with the eyebrows and the the nose and the mouth that that would pop and move. And they were doing the same thing for Dumbo, 
and they couldn't use a person in a, a mouse costume because the proportion would be way too far off. So Tim, Timothy, the mouse in Dumbo, became Lion over Lion in Dumbo Circus. And I auditioned for that job. He called me up and he says, well, I got this tape from Don Bluth. And, well, you know, you don't suck. So um, why don't you come and an audition for this? So I did. And he was so sweet. I remember him. Uh, he goes, Ted, you're a natural. When, when, let's go. We're going to start do this show. And I go, so I have the job? He goes, yeah. And I said, well, can I do it on my day off? He goes, huh? <laughs> and I said, well, I have a job at a video store. And he goes, well, we're doing two of these a week. And I did the math. And, I, and two jobs, two, two Dumbo Circus a week took about mm, eight hours tops. And I was earn, earning about 250 bucks a week more doing that than I was working 60 hours a week at the video store. So in the midst of my genius, I, I was able to to figure out that that's the way to go. And uh, it took a year and a half. The show went on and on. It was a, a big hit at that time. It was, you know, the like I say, Disney Channel was just starting out. They needed programming. And I was very fortunate to be there. And uh, at the end of that run, I had had an agent and uh, was doing radio and TV spots and, you know, cut to uh, 31 years later, here we are. That's amazing. And yeah, so. the, uh, the list of characters you've voiced over the years, like your uh, internet movie database resume is oh. insane. It's intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't know. God bless them for writing. All, I don't know how they do that. It's all those guys out there writing that down. Yeah. I don't remember all those things. Well, <laughs> I'm yeah. glad they wrote them while it was fresh. <laughs> oh, gosh. I was wondering if we could do a quick roll call of just a couple of the characters uh, you've portrayed over the years. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, we have Ed the Hyena from Lion King. Oh, my buddy. Yeah, well, he's a, he, yeah, he was a man of very few laughs. Ooh, he just laughed, and he was insane. But, yes, <laughs> thank oh. you. And, and I was not the uh, – I didn't actually pose – it's not like they're doing a caricature of me. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Okay. <laughs> just, <laughs> How about uh, Monterey Jack from uh, Rescue Rangers? Oh, sure. Yeah, well, you never know. Monterey might be back in the movie. You never know. Of course, they'll probably get Russell Bloody Crow to play me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you heard anything about the movie? That's a, I didn't even think about no. asking that. No, I uh, no, I heard that, that they were thinking about making a movie. And right. It was, it was out, out on the, went across the web, I think, for a week, and now it's... Yeah, gone with the wind. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, I mean, maybe. It makes sense. You know, if Alvin and the Chipmunks can make a movie, he gets. Right. I mean, uh, our, our Chipmunks can beat their Chipmunks any day. I can tell you that right now. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially this new incarnation of oh, yeah. Alvin and Chipmunks. It's not that great. No. <laughs> All right. Do we have uh, Pete in there somewhere from Goof Troop? Yeah. Well, you know, I love Pete, and I'll tell you, he's he's one of my favorite guys. And the the fact that uh, he is, and I always I always joke around. I said, well, you know, Pete and uh, Mickey are tied for first place as the oldest Disney character because he was in Steamboat Willie. Right, yeah. right. You know, and don't forget, it's the Goofy Movie 20th anniversary in which Pete portrays Father of the Year. Uh, <laughs> maybe not. He's. Uh, he says, oh, son, I can't awesome. miss you if you don't go away. Bye. <laughs> you know, my favorite oh. little write-off. <laughs> you know. Oh, my God. He was one He's of my a... favorite parts of Goof Troop, though. I mean, did, like those yeah. lines that are coming out of your mouth right there, priceless. <laughs> Yeah, he's a, he's a, 
Yeah, well, no one ever. He doesn't. It's not like you have to wonder about his agenda, right? Because <laughs> it's all over the place. Me, me, me. He's got one of those. Uh, he's got one of those scales that goes do re me 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 me, and it's uh, pretty easy to fathom. Yeah, and I know people in life like that too. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah. Right. Uh, one more before we move on here. Uh, Taz from Tasmania. Oh, the anti-poo. Yeah, the anti-poo. Yeah, that's what I always say. I, I tell people, I'm, we need the poo and the anti-poo. <laughs> Taz like. Yeah, he's very. He's, you don't want to invite him to dinner, but he's a, he's still a fun guy to have around. Oh man, that, that's amazing. <laughs> You're housing all those voices, and so thank you for humoring us right there. Oh sure. But it was in the 1988 that you replaced Hal Smith as the voice of Winnie the Pooh, and then in 1990 you took over the role of Tigger from uh, Paul Winchell. What kind of yeah. pressure were you under when you took on these roles, and have you ever felt? overwhelmed being the voice of these characters knowing the impact that uh, they've had on our world no I, you know i don't I, I try not to think of it in those terms because you end up taking yourself too seriously if you do and i mm. i really respect the work and I, re, I really take what i do very very seriously but but not necessarily taking myself very very seriously because i think that's like a recipe for instant jerk you know uh, so i try i try to avoid that but uh you know, I've, uh, we were talking about it yesterday. I was at um, uh, at a convention, and uh, folks were talking about that. And and the thing, the way I look at it is, I I, I didn't think of it as pressure so much as um, you know an honor and a privilege to sort of be a standard bearer, the torch bearer to carry it forward. Because until I showed up, I mean, you know, Hal did do. Uh, Welcome to Pooh Corner. Um, that that show, I don't, you know, it's funny because uh, people know a little bit about Dumbo Circus, but they don't, I think it was because it was so very, very, very new, uh, the whole cable thing, and that show was a, a little odd because it was the people in costume. And I don't know that it made a huge impact, but they do remember, you know, uh, as far as how, but I, I should tell you this, he was a great guy, and he was the original owl oh, really? in uh, Winnie the Pooh way back in the 60s, because in the 60s, when uh, Disney first uh, animated the A.A. A. Milne stories, uh, it was those three shorts that they put together to make it theatrical, and, and they got the Academy Award for it. And then it went away. It went away for like 20, gosh, some 20 something years. And because we didn't start until 1987, when ABC and Disney were still separate entities. I don't, I'm not even sure whose idea it was, ABC's or Disney's, but they said, well, gosh, you know, remember way back when there was, uh, we had the Winnie the Pooh and a day for Eeyore and Tigger two and et cetera. And, um, why don't we do something with that? And then they cast out the web, and uh, of course Hal was already owl, so he was in. But uh, the you know the original would be Sterling Holloway, God rest his soul too. Right. And um, you know he uh, and of course that was just him speaking. He wasn't even put, putting on a voice. That was he was just saying hello, and this is how I speak. You know that was him talking, and and that is the sort of the uh, the standard by which all poos are <laughs> forever uh, measured. Right. And so the idea was to, to clone that. And then, of course, you add your own little nuances here and there and subtleties and, and um, you know, kind of make it your own. But you, the trick is you have to be true to the original, and, you know, hopefully we were. And uh, it wasn't pressure so much as um, just uh, realizing that it was an honor and a, and a privilege, and I had to maintain it. You know, I had to be true to the original vision and character and sweetness and um 
you know, they're like uh, members of my family now, Pooh and Tigger, you know, and I, and they all, so many of them are, you know, you get very, um, very paternal or <laughs> right. proprietary over them. And it's, uh, you know, it, it's truly, it's just an honor, you know. Yeah, there's those characters that are timeless, you know, characters come mm -hmm. and go, out, you know, fade out of popularity, but you know, Winnie the Pooh and Tigger consistently since the 60s have been, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, Disney icons. Um, yeah. One thing that w we read that you had done some time ago, we have a thing on our website called the uh, the Wall of Justice where we find a heroic deed from someone out in the world uh, yeah. <laughs> and throw it up on our board every week. And some time ago, about almost two years ago, something like that, we put mm -hmm. up somewhere around there. Put up an article on you because you were uh, calling sick children for the Make-A-Wish oh. Foundation in the hospital in voice yeah, of... Uh, well. Pooh and Tigger. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not like I sit around doing that all day. I, I and sure. some people, I think, may may get that impression. But the fact is, I mean, I do it all the time. I, I don't even. It's just not a big, you know. I, uh, you know, the, the the kids go crazy for it. I mean, rest assured. But it's funny because the moms and dads are the ones that they just they just fall apart. God bless them, you know. And I, right. you know, I I just put myself in their shoes. I I mean, I got stories that would just drop you to your knees. Oh my gosh, you know, a little. Sure two-year-old got, you know, with, with, uh, with like brain cancer. I mean, oh, you know, and, and once in the blue moon, the, the famous phone friends will call or make a wish foundation. And, but by and large, I, I, um, oh gosh, I've gone to a couple, uh, well, many, many, uh, schools, you know, and, and, uh, I'm really popular my, around, uh, book fair week, you know, I'm always oh, at my yeah. daughter's cause I've got a second grader and a fifth grader. And then I have an, uh, two adult daughters, and my one adult daughter, Olivia, she's a school teacher as well, and I always go to her schools uh, to read for book fair. And uh, fortunately, uh, two or three of her friends became teachers too, so I'm I'm on the circuit, you know. I'm on the, uh, <laughs> hey, let's get Jim in to read to the kids on book fair week and, you know, the raise awareness and all this and that. And so I, I do that, but oftentimes I think, you know, I've even wondered if um, – you know, uh, I'll do a, a, a Nissan commercial or a commercial a Kmart or what have you as a just a regular announcer, you know, attention Kmart shoppers or, you know, fill in the blank. And then uh, the, the session will be over and we're getting ready to go. And there's like four or five more people there than need to be, right. you know, from the from the ad agency mm -hmm. or something. And then um, we get ready to go and they all kind of look at each other sideways and kind of get a little shine to go, uh, say, uh, Jim, cheapers uh, uh, before you, uh, you know, and uh, leave maybe I don't know you know my uh, niece is really crazy about what could you do you know and the, <laughs> next thing I'm doing like four I'm doing four or five little mini shout outs and uh, you know for Pooh and Tigger and I've got all these little I've got all these little uh, scripts in my head you know I've done Christmas Halloween I've done Hanukkah oh, nice. I've sung the dreidel song I've done you know <laughs> sung, done everything uh, over the years and you know, one of my fears is that someday these kids will all meet at a convention and they'll go, wait a minute, he kind of told me the exact same thing when I was sick. <laughs> what the heck? Hey, wait a minute. I thought I was special. That's the same thing with your name in it, you know, because right. you got to get these little scripts in your head. But but apparently it goes over well. And um, so, yeah, I, you know, I don't, I don't make a big thing out of it. But, uh, you know, when you have... When you have uh, the capacity to 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 make people, little people, especially God, God forbid, you know, they're infirm or 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 ill or whatever, um, right. if you can get a smile on those little faces, then you got to do it. You know, the parents are the ones that they, you know, you know, they're going, oh my gosh, she's smiling again, she's smiling. 
and it's like, oh, 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 oh hand me the tissues. Okay, I'm right. done. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm toast. Right. We're all yeah. sitting over here with uh, big grins on our face, but you don't, you don't sure, have to sure. get a box of Kleenexes on our, our account. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then in, uh, around the same time you became Tigger was about the time you became Darkwing Duck. Well, I think Darkwing was a couple years later. Yeah, Tigger was... Okay. Uh, that was 87, 88, and I, I was kind of back and forth between Paul and uh, myself because he was uh, doing his research. But at the time, but yeah, I, uh, Darkwing was, he's one of my all-time favorites, that's for sure. He's, uh, you know, he, uh, Pooh and Tigger are in their own category, I have to say. But, uh, sure. you know, I've got a great soft spot for Darkwing. He was, um, I tell you, I, again, you know, I've done a lot of these conventions lately, and I'm kind of knocked out that they, that he's a, uh, as popular as he is right now, and I mean, like with seven-year-olds, and I, I know that people are doing either Netflix or YouTube, but but a lot of people have the uh, they'll come up, they'll have a stack of Darkwing DVDs. In fact, I think they we're missing one more season, so let's go Disney. But, um, <laughs> and you know, it'll be a seven-year-old cosplaying. He's all dressed up as Darkwing Duck, and he goes, "I'll be carried to flaps in the night." And I said, "Wow, I thought that was me. How do you know about this guy?" And Dad'll plop down the DVDs. We're raising him right. And I said, yes, you are. Yes, you are. And then we get into the conversation about, well, you know, in 15, 20 years, nobody's going to be sitting around talking about, hey, too bad but they don't have any really good booger cartoons like they did when we were kids. They're not going to say that. They're going to say, where Darkwing Duck and Tailspin go and bump in the night? And I go, yeah, okay, I'm with you, you know? So right. I think there's a thirst for that. Absolutely. Uh, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, remember that one with the really long burp? No. You're not going to say that. <laughs> so uh, I think wow. people are longing for those days. And I, you know, Darkwing is one of my all-time favorites. That's for sure. I don't think, uh, you know, after-school cartoons today hold a candle to what we had in the no, 80s and 90s. I mean, that was no, the I agree. And it now. has nothing to do with me being in the business. I, I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, everyone said that from, from the whole, you know, the dawn of civilization that I guess like when the stones came out or whatever, Oh my God, in my day, we didn't have these. Well, of course you didn't, right. but it was, you know, I mean, but this is different. It really is different. It's, uh, it's like I say, you know, the, the burping and uh, here, pull my finger cartoons. It's not going to resonate down through the years. And uh, right. I mean, they had plots. They had good guys and bad guys. And they were there were there were themes and there were, you know, the, the difference between right and wrong. Mm -hmm. it, it was OK to say that the bad guy was actually a bad guy, right. not just poor, misunderstood, politically incorrect, blah, 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 <laughs> blah, put me to sleep. I'm going to throw up on my shoes now. You know, I'm, I'm really done with all that. Right. You know, it's, it's OK to be funny and it's OK to be good and bad. And, you know, the, let the, the, hopefully the good guys win and may, maybe they learn something. But what are you going to do? <laughs> now, when Darkwing Duck first came about, when you guys were first producing this cartoon, you know, most of the Disney afternoon characters were uh, characters that audiences were already familiar with from past Disney films and cartoons like Chip and Dale and uh, Goofy and Pete. Was there ever mm -hmm. any doubt about Darkwing Duck being successful because he was a brand new character that audiences didn't know? No, I don't think they even think that way. I think, yeah, I think it's just... Uh, Let's get this baby out there. Let's put him out there. Because when, uh, you know, when Walt Disney invented, you know, first came up with Chip and Dale, they weren't out there either. You know, yeah. uh, the week before they were released, they weren't there, <laughs> you know. So you just have to kind of boldly go, 
and, uh, and and you know do your best and put it out there and and if uh, people agree and they they like it then you know then you'll be rewarded. In fact, that was Walt's uh, one of Walt's. He's one of my idols, Walt Disney. If only I'd ever gotten to know him or meet him, but. You know, he said that uh, I remember there was a story about him taking so much uh, paying so much attention to detail uh, during the actual construction of Disneyland. I mean, he was you know worrying about doorknobs and picture frames and this and that. And they go, well, oh, you're really, you know, you you don't need to go this far with it. We can just throw up something here and everything. He goes, no, no, no. He says all of this attention and all of this detail and all of the money that we're spending up spending on this, these little details here, the people will pay us back because they'll see that we care. They'll see that we went the extra mile, we spent the extra dollar, and they will appreciate it and it will resonate. And it's, uh, you know, and that that was the kind of thinking that permeated all, all of the 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 projects, uh, the animation, the music, the the artwork, the the rides, the theme parks, everything. And uh, and you know I I think I mean let's face it he was right right you exactly. know it, it's kind of like what well, if you build it they will come well if you build it really really well <laughs> a lot of them will come <laughs> and, keep and he did too. well before we move on from Darkwing really quick can I can I hear that voice please oh uh, sorry uh, citizen I am the terror that flaps in the night and I'm afraid I'd have to uh, charge you for that but I am the terror that flaps in the night. <laughs> I am the bug that splatters across the windshield of crime. I am Darkwing Duck. Ba -ba -da -ba. Oh, yes, indeed. Beautiful. God bless him, my buddy. I love that dude. Oh, we do too, man. I got a little hey, Darkwing over right. here on the shelf staring at us, actually. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> well, I don't want to tie up too much of your time today, uh, but before we go, really quick, do you have any advice for uh, upcoming voice actors? Sure. Uh, I always tell everybody it's pretty much the same thing, and I and it's uh, it's kind of what I've done. I, I uh, you have to be a sponge, and I started off doing impressions of the mailman, my dad, my uncle, my aunt, my cousin, my teachers, um, and uh, you know when I was a kid, I would I always like to be in plays and cut up and have fun, and, and rather than you know I'm t ten years old, but I didn't want to be the little prince. I wanted to be the the monster or the ogre or the hermit that lives in the cage because. It, it was more fun. It was a bigger stretch. So I encourage that, you know, do right. do something that you go against your own type. And um, you know, I've always said that if you, when it comes to doing voices, remember you're you're not doing voices. You're doing characters. These are characters. That's just what they sound like. You know, you're you're doing yeah. a character first. You, it's an acting job. You're not. You know, you're not reading the phone book. You know, right. a, these are stories. These are, you know, so you're an actor. Uh, so do, you know, we're basically character actors to, to be, you know, really spot on with it. And uh, all these voices that come out of them, well, that's how that character speaks. That's what it sounds like when he says something, right? Right. And that's, the, that's kind of my mindset. And then, you know, as far as any little tips, uh, I would say that, uh, you know, if you do a dead-on impression of someone that everybody knows, that's great. And if you do a terrible impression of someone that everybody knows and they can't even recognize it, you got a new character. Oh, and if you, you do... And if you do a dead-on impression of someone that nobody knows, you've got a new character. And then you can start <laughs> mixing them up. You know, if you, right. if you, if you think... You know, if you do the best uh, George Clooney, well, then throw in a little of uh, 
gosh, uh, I don't know, the dude from the Big Lebowski and put those two together and see what comes out then. You know, you mix and match. Oh, man. And, uh, you know, maybe this one's from England, this one's from Australia, this one's from Alabama, you know, and just on and on and on. And you do this layer over that layer. And, uh, you know, hopefully by the time you're schizophrenic, you've got a, got a pretty good repertoire. <laughs> a lot of friends to talk to. I, I know we do, <laughs> said Jim. Right. Well, Jim, it's All been right, an guys. absolute pleasure talking with you today. Thank you so much for taking a few Same minutes here. out of your busy well, schedule. Hey, man, I appreciate it. No problem. It, it, it's been a blast. Thanks, Jeremy, Jack, Jeff. I know you're out there. Triple J. <laughs> Carry on. You know what to do and stay tuned. And they spell that T-O-O-N-E-D. Oh, there yeah. you go. <laughs> All right. Thanks so All much, right, Jim. Thanks a bunch. Thank Break you. a lip. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the bug that splatters across the windshield of crime. I am Darkwing Duck, and I'm listening to the Canned Air Podcast. How about you? All right, and that was our interview with the legendary Jim Cummings. We had to, it wasn't quite as long as our normal interviews. We had to keep it a little bit short. He's, he's a busy he's man. A busy, yep, Look at his uh, IMDB page. I mean, like we were saying earlier, it just goes on and on and on. So, you know, a guy that does that much work is uh, always busy. <laughs> I was looking at his list while I was on, on my phone, and the little bar on the side that will show you, like, you're almost to the bottom. Mm-hmm. I'd almost get to the bottom, and then all of a sudden it'd be like, load, 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 load. <laughs> yeah, like halfway there, I was like, oh my god, he's got so much. Oh yeah. So much. Yeah, some a lot of we didn't even touch on uh, who else. He was the voice of uh, Louie and Don Carnage from Tailspin. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I found out, and I had no idea until yesterday in researching, was he was the voice of uh, the lead singer of the California Raisins. What? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. From, uh, I believe, Meet the Raisins. Uh, actually, it's up on the wall back here, the top uh, top <laughs> left character there. Yeah, I'm a huge Raisins fan. I had no idea, so that was fun to find out. But yeah, I invite you guys to get on his IMDb. Check it out, because there's there's a good hour of just uh, looking through everything he's done. But I think that's going to do it for this week. So, Jack, what do we have on the website? We have the show blog, the Hall of Heroes, photos, trailers, the Candare comic store, and the Candare comic book. And don't forget to find us on Twitter at Candare Pod and Instagram at Can underscore Air. And also go to YouTube. We have some new unboxing videos up there. Was August Loot Crate? Yep. And, and uh, August Nerd, Nerd Block. Block. So really good stuff in these boxes this month. I was really surprised. So check those out. Subscribe. Like them. Do what you will. And I think that's going to do it. So until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. Jack, the wordy. Jeff Holcomb. Thanks for listening, everyone. As like can their podcast. <laughs> dad, Dad! Oh no, I can't find my dad. Hang on there, little Jimmy. Hey, it's Alpine. While you're waiting on your negligent parents to find you, why don't you pull out your mobile device and get on CandarePodcast.com? Shoot, it may even help him find you. Well, that makes no sense. Hey, what are you doing near my son? Time to split. G.I. Joe! Run, 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 run. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? 
On Press Box Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on Press Box Access.